This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. You know, it's been a couple months since we started the podcast and the YouTube channel. It's been really fun to see this channel grow in terms of more downloads and more listens and even more subscribers as well. And if you could do me a quick favor, if you're watching on YouTube, I would love for you to hit that subscribe button. Or if you're listening on podcasts, I would love for you to follow and actually leave us an Apple podcast review if you listen there. It's the easiest way just to help other people like you find the content that hopefully is a little bit helpful. I know we only have 10 minutes and there's a lot of other podcasts out there, including another one that I run where some episodes are more like a half hour, 45 minutes, or hey, even up to an hour long episodes. And I try really hard to keep these things under 10 minutes. And here's why. I know you don't have a lot of time as just trying to do everything that you can do to make your church grow. And I want to respect your time, but trying to keep these episodes short, clean, and concise. Saying that, I know I can't put as much information into this podcast as I can others, and I really do apologize for that, but let me know if you like this format, if you like them being 10 minutes long, if you like them sometimes touching more 12, or if you'd prefer me to go longer in the content, actually dive deeper into the content, the philosophy behind those types of thoughts. That would greatly help me because I'm here to serve you. If it was just me talking to a microphone, (laughs) um, yeah, I'd I'd probably still do it too. Let's let's just be honest there. But I want to make sure I'm serving you as the listener and the viewer of this channel. So feel free to leave me a review. Uh, Find me on Instagram at tmarkhyde. Find me on Facebook, just Mark Hyde Creative. That's the easiest way to get connected with me or at my website, markhyde.com. Would love to connect with you. Love to chat with you. We've had a lot of great conversations, though, around Google My Business, Facebook, websites, and some other things in between. But today, I want to talk about something that's very, very, I think, important for small churches. If this is something that every small church, technically, I mean, maybe not every small church, but most churches have this element in their worship services. And most pastors either spend their own time creating these or they have their administrative assistant doing this. And that is PowerPoint presentations. You know, it's probably since what? The early thousands, maybe even late 90s, that PowerPoints have taken over the talking landscape. And since then, churches have been able to learn and utilize the beautiful thing that PowerPoints are able to offer. And that's not just being able to share your message verbally with your congregation, but also put it up on a screen where if people want to take notes, if you want them to be able to follow along the scriptures, maybe they didn't bring their Bible, you are able to do that in a very, very easy, simple way to communicate your message with helping people remember so that they can write it down, they can take a picture, whatever they want to do. But either way, PowerPoints have taken over the church world. You could be the largest church in America or the smallest church in America. And the two things these types of churches have in common is they both use PowerPoints in their churches. But here's the deal that I don't think a lot of pastors realize is many pastors actually hurt their messages by using PowerPoints, and I'm not necessarily saying that just by using a PowerPoint, you're actually damaging your message, but more so how you use your PowerPoint could actually be damaging to your message. So today, we're going to talk about four main ways that PowerPoints actually hurt your sermons. The first point is a busy and messy PowerPoint actually distracts your congregation. You know, I've been to some churches where they have 600 people in attendance, and some churches that only about 70 people in attendance, and something common that I see in a lot of these churches 
pages is very, 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 very busy PowerPoints. Whether it's these backgrounds that have all the little swooshs and the florals and the and the colors and the and the grunts and the textures and the tones, all these different things, or they use a gradient from like a purple to a white with black text. Either way, a busy PowerPoint actually hurts you more than it helps you. And here's why. I can guarantee that if you have a lot of different elements going on in your PowerPoint, maybe you have an image that's up on the screen for a long time. Maybe you have some sort of design and texture and, and, um, pattern that is going on on your PowerPoint screen, I can guarantee you that if you have a very busy PowerPoint, your congregation will actually be more focused on the screen and what's happening on the screen than they are by listening to you. And that's a problem because here's the deal. The PowerPoint's not the message. The message is what you're trying to communicate through the Bible to your congregations. And if you have a very busy, very messy, very clutterly, clutterly, clutter filled PowerPoint presentation, I can guarantee that your congregation will be more focused on the PowerPoint and what's happening on the screen and being distracted by that than they are listening to the actual message that you are presenting to them. The second way that pastors are hurt by their PowerPoint presentations is that the PowerPoint screens themselves have too much text on them. You know, I see a lot of pastors when they have an outline, you know, they'll have the main point and then some sub points and the pastor scripture underneath them. And they will put all of that on the screen in one simple place. In fact, our pastor did that for years. We'd have the main point at the top and then sub points and verses and supporting text and all these different things all on one screen. But there's a really big problem with that. And the problem is simple. A, there's not enough room on the screen and the text becomes too small and you can't read. And second, it actually drops retention rates. Studies have found that when you put less things on your screen, people actually will be told what to walk away from with whatever you put on the screen. So when you're putting up main points and let's say you have some supporting points. So you have like, you know, your main point for your, that the point one or point two, point three, and then you have your various sub points in the verses. The only thing that should be on your screen is what you're actually talking about. So if you have your main point and then your sub point, don't put them together, split those screens, separate them. Cause even though you might, think when you look at it, oh, I want people to know this is all part of the same thing. People aren't dumb. They know what's going on and they can track with you super, super well. The third way that PowerPoints actually hurt pastors with their messages more than actually help them is that if people are actually relying and waiting on you to put something on the screen, they're more likely going to tune out in the middle of your message and just wait for that screen to flip to the next slide and they'll jot the next thing down. Because a lot of times pastors always have, here's the main points, here's the verses, here's the main points, here's the verses, and here's some fill in the blank outlines that you guys can follow along with. A lot of time people, yes, they do follow along and yes, they write them down. And I love these because for me, it helps me keep engaged. I know where you're going. I know where you're trying to potentially take us. Sometimes I try to even guess what the next little blanks are as we go along. And even my kids that are in the service with me, I have a 10 year old who uses the fill in the blank PowerPoint presentations to help her engage in that. But so many times people come to church tired, they come to church exhausted, they come to church with, you know, just have an argument with their spouse or their kids or works on their mind. And a lot of times they will become disconnected with the message and only re-engage every time that they are told, hey, here's the next point, write this down. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. In fact, I think every point you make should be on the screen, but not just every point main point of the message, but every point you try to make in the sermon, whether you're trying to give a really great, 
wait, I'm having a great conversation today. Whether you're having a really great quote that you want to show people, put that up on the screen. Maybe you want to have a key little takeaway or thought, put that up on the screen as well. Don't focus so much just on having your, what we talked about just a second ago, your outline on the screen, but have your takeaways up there on the screen. In fact, you can use your PowerPoint to supplement your message as well. You know, Andy Stanley is probably one of the best case examples of this. You know, North Point Church, thousands of people, multiple campuses. He has a TV that he rolls out with him on the screen, and it's the same design every single time. Black or black background, white text with some yellow filler to actually stand out. He goes through, I would say, close to maybe 50, 60 slides by the time he's done, because every time he makes a point that he wants someone to remember and take away, that's important. That goes on the screen, not just the main outline of his message. So, Pastor, if you are using your outline just for your points, I hate to break it to you, but people are probably more likely to check out. Instead, if they don't know when you're going to put things on the screen and why you're talking, things are just being thrown on the screen as you talk and you don't even necessarily reference it, people may be more engaged with your sermons. And the fourth and last one is not necessarily one for your own church congregation because a lot of times our congregation members may not be as judgmental towards towards us. But if someone who's new or they're coming and they're trying to figure out what church to go to, or hey, maybe they're more in the younger generation, the millennials or the Gen Zers who care about design, if you have a PowerPoint presentation that just looks and feels like the, the, the template you're using came out of when PowerPoint was first created, you're honestly going to lose credibility. And here's why. The gospel is a timeless message. It doesn't get outdated. <laughs> it doesn't get old. It's new and it's beautiful every single time. But sometimes when people see PowerPoint presentations that just seem a little dirty, they seem a little outdated, they might think, you know what, this church is outdated. They don't know how to speak into my life, what I'm dealing with right here, right now. Maybe back in the 80s, maybe back in the 90s, maybe back in the early 1000s. But right now, they don't know how to speak into my life because they don't even know how to live in today's world, let alone speak into today's world. So for you as a small church, if you are so focused on having these really cool animations and textures and colors and pictures from Google, you actually may be losing your credibility more than gaining it with people. And that's honestly something that you cannot afford to do. You know, I could end the episode right here and just say, hey, these are the four main ways that a, it, that a PowerPoint can hurt you and your small church and you pastor as you're presenting. But I don't think that's really fair. I don't think that's a really good service at the time that we have spent together. I'm definitely, I just checked, we're definitely going over 10 minutes today. But I want to give you five quick ways to make sure that you are using PowerPoints the way that you should be using them more than maybe ways you have been using them. And I'm just going to go through the list really quick. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to read right here off my screen. So just ignore me as I look down. And if you're listening to audio, hey, you're chilling on audio anyways. You have no idea what I look like and what I'm wearing and how good my hair looks today. So let's go through the five real quick. Of just So what should pastors do to make sure they're using PowerPoints to help the church today? Number one is just keep the design simple. You know, you can use a black background, use a really good font that's very modern, like a Montserrat or an Avenir. That's another one. If you want to do more of the classic church, Garamond is one of my favorites. But if you just keep your design simple, maybe a black background with just white words over it, or maybe blue background with white, you want to do a lot with... Um, separating your font colors from your background to give that depth that people are actually looking for. But if you just keep your design simple, that will actually go a lot farther than if you try to put a lot of time into it. And hey, at the end of the day, it saves you time. And that's a win too. 
Uh, the second one right here is you should only have relative information on the screen and nothing else. Some people that I know when they speak, they show what's on the screen and they take it away. So that way, if, if they're just chatting with you, there's nothing on the screen to look at. They're just having a conversation with you. Or they might have the main point that they're talking about or a quote, and they'll just leave it up on the screen. Either way, only have what you're talking about on the screen, not the sub points, not the verses that go along with it. Just have the relative information that you see. Keep it clean. Keep it concise. Keep those text big so even the old people can read them too. Uh, the third one is rather than just use the screen for verses and points and verses and points, put up quotes and thoughts that you want people to take away and remember. In fact, this might be more uh, more better. Is that a word that we can use? This might be better for you and your churches. Rather than having your points up on the screen, maybe have your application up on the screen. So as you're going through the message, you're just talking about what the Bible says. Okay, what does this mean for you? And bam, that's when you use the screen. That could be a really cool technique as well. The fourth one is, you know, maybe you should just use your screen when it's time to engage with your audience. Something that I like to do when I taught all the time, when I would actually, back in my uh, teaching pastor days, is every time I would actually talk and open up with a sermon, I wanted it to feel more like a TED Talk and not so much like a sermon. So I'd go up there and have fun with my congregation, and I would would use the PowerPoint screen to maybe play games of, hey, do you remember when this was created? And let's, let's actually interact and use the screen as a tool to connect with our audience rather than just a extra megaphone behind me to show the points that are there. Or if we're using a map in service, that's an amazing time. And what most pastors will use as a map in the service. But what if you, when you're telling a story, using an illustration and you want to engage your audience, have supporting pictures up there that help set the scene. You know, you're talking about the Garden of Eden, slap a picture of the Garden of Eden up there. You're maybe have an illustration about a sailor on a boat, slap a picture up there of a sailor on a boat. So that way people can not just hear what you're saying, but actually visually see what you're trying to say as well. And you could see that people might even retain more of your stories and of your points if you do that than if you don't. And the last one is just keep your designs up to date. And I know this is really hard and a lot of people think, oh, this is really expensive and and we can just hire someone out, but that's going to be thousands of dollars. We don't want to do that. I'm just going to let you know there's a software out there that, yes, it's free. There's also a premium version. But as a church, as a non-for-profit, you can actually get this program completely free for your church. It sometimes takes a lot of hoops to jump through to actually get your non-for-profit status approved by this company. But even if you got to pay the 10 12 bucks a month, in my opinion, it's totally worth it. And that program is called Canva. Now, I'm not, I don't have any affiliate links. I have nothing to gain from telling you this information except the fact that I use Canva. I'm recommending my church use Canva because I'm stepping away from doing a lot of design work from them and a lot of other people are starting to get their hands in it. Canva is an amazing tool where they have templates already set up where all you gotta do is add a picture, add text, add your supporting text, and it's all done for you. Now, it might take time because you gotta learn it and you gotta export it all as files and then import it as an image into your PowerPoint software. It might take a couple more steps, but if you wanna like still have a modern cutting edge vibe of a slide that you wanna do, Canva's a really easy step to at least just make the title screen and then just a generic text background, which is what our church does. We have the main title screen that has a lot of design work in it, and then a secondary screen where our admin assistant just puts the text on there that we want her to put on. And that could be as simple as that, where you make two screens, put them in Keynote or PowerPoint or Easy Worship, whatever worship software that you use, and just add the information from there. That's a really easy way to do it. But I want to recommend Canva to anybody who's listening out there to make your social media graphics, to make your church flyers, anything. Canva can literally do it all. There's templates for you to fill in. You might not have a design flair to your background. You might not even exactly know if you're using it right, 
but that's okay. It at least helps you have that next step towards making your church look and live in the 21st century. So these are the four things that pastors, if you do these four things, can hurt your message and the five quick takeaways of what you can remember when you make your next PowerPoint presentation. Just like I said at the beginning of the episode, feel free to reach out to me. You know, I don't I don't want to just sit here and just try to have a sales pitch all the time. I want to be here. I want to hang out with you, help you as a small church and as a small pastor. Just use media and technology to get you into that 21st century world that we're living in and help you reach more people and and help grow your congregation for Jesus. Hit me up. Again, Instagram, T Mark Hyde, the easiest place to do that. Over on Facebook, Mark Hyde Creative, or at the website, markhyde.com. It's been fun hanging out with you this week. We went way longer than 10 minutes. Let me know if you like that. Let me know if you want me to keep it shorter or keep them a little bit longer like this. But until next time, guys, take it easy. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.